Good evening, afternoon, night, morning, whenever you find a way to watch or listen to this podcast. It's me, Omar, joined by an old friend from last year. Uh, we have Thomas Gleaton of the Trojan Wall of the son of the, I guess, now deceased, right? Sunbelt Pages. Um, well, we, we keep the podcast going, but um, yeah, the, 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 the guide itself is no longer with us, right, <laughs> unfortunately. The pages, the pages itself. Are, are no yep. longer with us but i'm just so glad to have thomas on i mean uh just a, a great expert on not just troy football but the sunbelt itself and uh he's helped me out today talking about something i love to talk about and love to write about bowl games but this time with the sunbelt so thomas how's everything going um it's going swimmingly from my perspective as a troy alum um but uh no the the picture is it's shaking out um it's it's just getting more interesting every week. And um, I think that, you know, with two weeks, well, yesterday was two weeks to go. Now with one week left on the schedule, it's starting to real, really come into focus as to um, what the postseason is going to look like for each team. But um, even then, as we'll get into, uh, it's still kind of a crapshoot. So we'll, we'll, we'll play that one <laughs> by ear and we'll get to that. Like, I, I honestly, I love it because back in the day, there was just like a few tie-ins. Everything else is an at-large versus an at-large in the old days. So it just feels like the old days of bowl games, but it just sucks that it's a TV conglomerate, like controlling everything. <laughs> right, right. No, because I'm fully still remembering that 2013 season or when uh, we, the, the conference had like three or four six-win teams and didn't get to a bowl game. Um, Western Kentucky, when it was a part of the conference, uh, having eight wins and not get to getting to a bowl game like uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad that they're doing things differently now so that the teams that are deserving to get into bowl games get the chance um, but no I'm with you too because it feel everything feels like it's owned by ESPN at this point because it just about is yeah no it's it, it's pretty it's pretty crazy and um I mean, you talk about that 2013 Western Kentucky team, and of course, you being a Troy fan, you're bringing out like two points of heartbreak for me as a, as an Army fan, like a that 2013 Western Kentucky game against Army, and then um, and then uh, of course that Troy game, like like I was telling my mom, I was like I was like honestly, I don't think I've been hurt as much by a by an Army an Army loss as like the 2020 Liberty Bowl because same kicker, I think it was like the same end zone too, and everything like <laughs> missed field goal, like same direction, just brought back bad memories, but. Um, yeah, I mean, Troy's having an amazing season. I mean, I, I commend them on that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just glad that we, we played them tough despite the, uh, the year that we're having. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was, uh, there were many times when I was concerned that that was not going to go the way I thought it would. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was heartbreaking. Sure. Indeed. Cause I, I mean, we, we did, we did have you guys, but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I guess, I guess with that, we'll, we'll start. So, I mean, Thomas, you, you mentioned, I mean, I mentioned the start, these changes that, uh, that the bowl process having last year when we did this. Uh, it was an ESPN bowl gets first choice and the New Orleans bowl gets the second choice. And then um, there wasn't any order until the fifth selection, with the, which the Lending Tree Bowl had uh, before the podcast. You told me now, like, even that's out the window. Yeah, that was that was there was a formula. There was there was a way to at least, you know, figure it out so fans could like, you know, at least like say, hmm, maybe we'll end up here. Maybe that this is a chance. Um, this team is definitely going here because of this. Um, we even had a couple years where there were tie-ins for the championship game, uh, which is not a thing, hasn't been a thing since COVID. And now everything is completely out the window. Um, it's it's all about the best matchup. Um, when I talk about everything being owned by ESPN, we have the two bowl games, the New Orleans Bowl and the Lending Tree Bowl, that are still technically not ESPN-owned bowl games. 
Um, but they are part of the system. They're on ESPN. ESPN's got their fingers in the pie. So it's basically kind of corralled them all, corralled the pool together um, into this organization called Bowl Season. And now um, we have a laundry list of bowl games that Sunbelt teams could go to. Uh, it could be any team going to any bowl game based on just based on the matchup alone, because maybe they want to see a really good team versus a really good team for the best ratings. I don't know. But um, there's still the quote-unquote tie-ins that the Sunbelts had. Those five bowl games, the Camellia Cure, the New Orleans, the Lending Tree, and the Myrtle Beach. There's tie-ins still exist, but it's more of like a preferred option kind of deal. So you're going to see, um, we're going to see most of us, the Sunbelt teams end up probably in those bowl games. But there may be one, two, or three that don't end up in that game and go to a different one. Um, and that's that takes the formula out of it. That takes uh, some of the ease of, you know, actually projecting these things, but uh, it makes for like we just talked about in the long scheme, the grand scheme of things, the big picture, you've got a lot more opportunities as a Sunbelt team to make a decent bowl game and have a good matchup with a good team. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that system, the best matchup for sure. And it should be noted too, that uh, the ESPN bowls, um, that the Sunbelt teams are guaranteed a spot in the ESPN Bowls, too. I know uh, before the season, Brett McBurkey said that the Sunbelt is going to have one additional tie-in, um, you know, taken away from Conference USA, who currently has, uh, I think it's 11 teams and seven tie-ins. They're not going to be close to that. So that's one note. But also, too, like um, the teams, like I don't think Sunbelt fans have to worry about their schools getting squeezed out because the teams that are um, impacted by I guess, the ESPN Bowls and, and have to worry about being squeezed out would be like UConn, um, yeah, honestly, just UConn because uh, they're not they don't have an ESPN deal. And as we saw in 2020, uh, you know, when the bowl started getting canceled, like Army was squeezed out of their independence bowl slot. And then, um, you know, the ESPN bowls had to, you know, do like deal with their partners and give their partner slots uh, before Army and then Army squeezed out. But, but luckily it all worked out because got that 2020 Liberty Bowl. Um, so, oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, speaking of your Army, um. I say your army. Uh, <laughs> speaking of army, the Independence Bowl tie-in that they have, uh, we learned earlier this season that the Sun Belt's actually going to be, you know, a backup for that. And the Sun Belt being guaranteed, we're guaranteed five teams going to be bowl eligible this year. We'll get into that a little bit more later, but um, that's another opportunity that the Sun Belt didn't have before it maybe even added the four teams that added this season before the ESPN deal that it struck. Um, the independence bowl is usually when you look at it, you think about, Oh, it's the Shreveport bowl. People make fun of it, but, um, that's a bigger stage for the Sunbelt than it's maybe ever had. Um, it's an American conference team and army usually talk about the preferred spots. Well, now ESPN's come out and the Sunbelt's come out and said the preferred spot, the number three, if army falls out or American can't provide enough teams for that bowl game, we're going to it. We're going to put a team there. So that's, like I said, doors opening opportunities that are much better than they used to be. Um, yeah, like you mentioned Independence Bowl, and like that is for the rest of the bowl cycle. Um, and keep in mind, in 2024, Army's supposed to be playing a Pac-12 school. So if Army doesn't go bowling, like that would be if the, if the Sun Belt does not play a power conference team in a bowl game in the next years, that would be the Sun Belt's first ever power five conference opponent in a bowl game. So You're absolutely correct. Um I know our, our our new schools, Marshall and Southern Miss, have played uh, Power 5 teams in bowl games before, 
Um, but this would be the first time that a conference opponent gets in against a power five team. And when we want to talk about uh, lifting up the level of this conference and um, doing better, great things with it, that's the opportunities that we need. And we talk about, so um, grand scheme of things, <laughs> it sucks for us trying to like project who's going to bowl games in two or three weeks, but in the grand scheme of things for the conference, it's a better deal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll, we'll get we'll get to more about the Independence Bowl later on, uh, and just clearing out the mud with that. But I guess I'll start off with uh with I guess my first kind of pick like that that I built my top my projections on before finding out the the new structure. So for me, uh, the question I wanted to ask is like you know assuming that ESPN had the first choice, which they which they do, uh, that the, that the Myrtle Beach Bowl would take Coastal Carolina and pit them against East Carolina for not only i guess not only like a, a local interest type game but for tv ratings i know ecu had that huge win against ucf and they've looked good for much of the year in the american um you know uh, having a sunbelt team play an american team would be kind of like a huge measuring stick game for the conference that i'm sure they would they would like so i wanted to know your thoughts on that i know last year too when i talked about south alabama going to potentially going to the lending tree bowl you mentioned that that wouldn't happen even though it's a home team game uh they want that hotel money so just kind of want to know your thoughts on that well, I I was the biggest preacher of that for the longest time, and I still sort of am because I still feel like um, with the Lending Tree Bowl still being independent, they're going to maybe want a different team. Um, maybe maybe they still want somebody closer like Southern Miss or Troy, but uh, it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, that that as a factor for selecting a team is is not a factor anymore. I, I the the powers that be have muted me um, and I'm not trying to make this like a martyrdom kind of thing, but um, I, I I agree with that. I, I don't hate coastal going to Myrtle beach. I just don't see that happening um, because of how good of a season coastal's having. And that's the only reason why I do would say from now on, um, if it was in the position of depending on the bowl game, depending on the team and how they season they're having something like uh, uh, South Alabama being in the lending tree, Myrtle Beach being in the um, in, in excuse me, Coastal being in the Myrtle Beach, Troy being in the Camellia Bowl, um, any of those uh, very close tie ins that, that, that exist. Uh, are are a possibility now depending on it doesn't depending on the the matchup and the season the team's having um your your first guaranteed bowl game there the Myrtle Beach um I went to a di- I'm going a different route on what what bowl game I think first is going to get the first pick and that's because the Cure Bowl is fewer than 2 weeks after the conference championship game and typically it is a Sunbelt team versus an American athletic conference team. Typically, typically. Um, the Cure Bowl is a destination bowl game. Uh, and like I said, it's fewer than two weeks after this conference championship game. So they're not going to go out and pick one of the two teams that are going to be playing in the Sunbelt championship. Um, so you got to think, who's the next best team? If Coastal and Troy are in the conference championship, that means by definition, South Alabama is the be- next best team. South Alabama is the cream of the crop for any bowl game that is that doesn't have enough time to pick a really good team and ha- doesn't have enough time for the turnaround. I have been personally penciling in and maybe even like markering in South Alabama in the Cure Bowl because of how good of a season they're having and the fact that uh, 
Coastal or Troy wouldn't have a turnaround. I'm doing that because from the other perspective, uh, Cincinnati and Tulane play each other this weekend. And the winner of that game, it's going to be an entire like mess of trying to figure out what two teams are going to be in the American Athletic Conference championship. Cincinnati, Tulane, and UCF. I think it's going to be a very similar situation for that conference where the third place team is going to get the consolation prize of going to Orlando and playing South Alabama in that game. And right now I think that might be Tulane because I think Cincinnati has the edge on Tulane. But I also think South Alabama and Tulane would be a really good matchup in Orlando. Um, you got two close teams, a close uh, – they played each other past few years. And uh, I think as good of a season both teams are having – that would be a really good story for um, a, a broadcast. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, so the interesting thing about the uh, the Cure Bowl. So I I had I had Troy going to the Cure Bowl um, against Ohio. That that's what I had. I had kind of like the uh, I guess the MAC champion going to Ohio as much as uh, as as uh, I guess I wanted Ohio to go to the Quick Lane. They've never played a Power Five conference and Power Five opponent in, in a bowl game, but I did have Troy going to the Cure Bowl again, like some of my closest opponent. So I mean, I, I had the same idea in mind, but I didn't factor in I guess sort of like conference championship, which I mean, Troy does have the uh, the tiebreaker on on a South Alabama. So that is that is true. So I mean, I'm just gonna flip Troy and South Alabama in the New Orleans Bowl then in the Cure. Well, and that's what I was gonna say was um I think the uh. If, if Arkansas State beats Troy this weekend and South Alabama beats Old Dominion, then that's still a solid pick. Um, as a Troy alum and somebody who obviously creates content for that uh, fan base, that that was something that I've had in the back of my mind, was that if for some reason the Trojans didn't make it to the conference championship game, going to Orlando would be a solid consolation prize. So um, that's part of the reason why I feel uh, strongly about South Alabama specifically. But again... It's still possible. Um, I, I don't hate uh I don't hate the Ohio pick either because they could be, you're right, the conference uh they're they could be the Mac championship uh champion because I think they've got to play bowling green this weekend in order to make it in. Yeah, and they're by far I mean, whether it be I guess them or Toledo, but I mean I do have Ohio just going to a Florida bowl, like in general, whether it be the cure, the Boca Raton, because they've never mm-hmm. bowled in Florida. Actually, they haven't bowled in Florida since the sixty-eight Tangerine Bowl. Um, but yeah, so that that was just my pick. Um again, like with you mentioning the best matchup, I guess, in terms of um because I had South Alabama originally going to the to the uh, New Orleans Bowl because you know it's just a couple hour drive to New Orleans. They've never been to the New Orleans Bowl as well. Uh, would be a great statement for a great season. But now with all that, I do think that the conference champion will now be going to New Orleans. So um, I th- I think I think um this is gonna flip some things around now after our discussion. So I I think now the New Orleans Bowl will be the winner of the conference against UTSA. I think I think um, they'll they'll do that. That's that's my projection for the New Orleans Bowl. Whether the winner and I think um, the division situation is coastal, right? Is handily uh, in favor in the East, and then it's just oh, winner. They, they are oh, definitely sorry. going to the game. No, you're good. I'm sorry, I completely interrupted you there. But they are definitely going to the game because they are currently tied with James Madison atop the East. Oh, okay. Um. So they're they they are going to the conference championship. Uh. But James Madison. Uh. If they beat Coastal this weekend, James Madison still gets to call themselves East Division champions. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. That's 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 good to know. Honestly. So, uh, yeah. So so that still fits in with with what you're saying because um, 
uh, I, I like that pick too because I was going to say I feel like the runner-up is going to go to New Orleans and play against UTSA. Oh, okay. So um, I, I I don't think you're too far off on that. I like I like where you're going with that. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Then. <laughs> uh, so so I guess I guess moving on to that. So so I guess just to backtrack. Uh, I guess what what I have I do have. Um, I'm going to agree with you on the on the South Alabama versus versus uh, or South Alabama to the Cure Bowl. And then Troy to I'm gonna flip Troy in the New Orleans Bowl and the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Put Troy in the Myrtle Beach Bowl and then uh put the winner of the Sun Belt in the uh, New Orleans Bowl. I guess moving on later down the the uh the projections for me, I have the winner of Georgia Southern versus App State going to the Camellia Bowl. Uh, App State is interesting because yes, they are six and five, but they did schedule two uh FCS schools. Uh, so I want to know your thoughts on that projection. And then in terms of I guess. Six and six teams with two FCS wins. Have you heard anything about the procedures regarding that? Because that was, um, if there weren't enough eligible teams, you know, they, that a team like App State with with a six wins would be going to a bowl game. And I also asked that partially as an Army fan, but uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, I I think it might vary from team to team, and I think there may be like a system where you have to ask for a waiver of eligibility. But I can I I know for a fact this is true that App State needs to beat Georgia Southern this weekend in order to get to a bowl game. Um, because they have, like you said, two FCS wins. You need, you can only have one to count toward bowl eligibility. Um, but the way I see it, uh, the App State Georgia Southern game, whoever wins that, because you know it's a rivalry, anything can happen. Um, I like your pick of sending them to the Camellia Bowl. Um, and I, I say when I say I like, I mean, I, I, it's a good pick. Uh, I don't necessarily like. I'm not any. I'm not any like end all be all. Let's uh, on anything, but. Uh, App State Georgia Southern winner going to the Camellia Bowl absolutely um, a good pick there. I was gonna have them probably go to the um, you know what no no I think I'm gonna change my the way I was looking at things and um, agree with you on that because I think whoever wins that will go there. The way I'm looking at it is there's a team between uh, App State and Georgia Southern. If we're looking at things from a tier perspective of the best teams. Marshall's sitting right there. Um, they play Georgia State this weekend, and they could very well be an eight and four team looking at a bowl game. So I was going to say the Lending Tree Bowl being another bowl game that's very close behind, um, very short window of a turnaround after the conference championship. They might get that fourth team, uh, which would be Marshall. So I like, um, I've got Marshall going to the Lending Tree Bowl, and I think I'm going to change it around and put that you're right, the App State Georgia Southern winner and Camellia in Montgomery for that. Um, of course, we have a couple of other uh, teams to get to, but uh, we'll go down the line with that. I also want to go back, circle back to your Myrtle Beach Bowl projection. I like that, too, because I think if uh, Troy wins the conference, um, I think sending them to Myrtle Beach isn't a bad idea. And sending Coastal to New Orleans, I, I think you're onto something with that, honestly. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I, I guess – Going back to your Marshall, so the, the thing I wanted to ask with Marshall is this, is like yesterday on the college football world, uh, Michigan State lost a game against Indiana. So now they're five and six with a playing against Penn State in the final weekend of the season. They don't look like they'll be bowl eligible. Uh, uh, Marsh, or sorry, Michigan State was my pick for the quick lane bowl. So 
what do you think the odds are that Marshall gets the call for the quick lane bowl? That that I guess there's talks between the Sun Belt and the Quick Lane Bowl, and the Sun Belt just passes up Marshall completely, and um the Quick Lane Bowl picks up Marshall because Marshall has history in Detroit, not I, I guess uh, in the in the Motor City uh, slash Little Caesars Bowl, and they'd be probably the best at large uh, possibility. Uh, considering like last year they had a Mountain West team go all the way to, to Detroit on the day after Christmas. Um, so not exactly convenient. So I wonder your thoughts on that. Um, I I think it's it's hard to project anything um, outside of the the five the five or six preferred options that we we've been talking about um, because there's such a big pool and like I said it doesn't matter it's about matchups. So um, I don't think that's a crazy idea. I don't think that uh, I think sending Marshall to the quick lane bowl because the Sunbelt has sent teams to the quick lane bowl before or up to the little Caesars bowl in Detroit before. Um, I think it, I don't know if it was Western Kentucky or um, one of the more Northern teams, but uh, I don't think that's out of the question. Um, I don't necessarily think that if uh, the Sunbelt sends a team to a bowl game outside the preferred options, that it would be that one specifically, but um, that's not, that's not a terrible idea either uh, because that bowl specifically, like I said, it has history with the Sun Belt. So, um, again, it's going for best matchups. And so if you've got a Big Ten team that's uh, geographically close to Marshall and uh, kind of has a similar record, maybe like a 7-5 and five or 6-6 six and six Big Ten team that's missing out or uh, whatever the other tie-in is, I, 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 don't, I, don't think that's, I don't think that's completely uh, – I don't think that's completely out of the question. Yeah, so, I mean, they'd be playing against a MAC team, so, like – you know, I guess having, a, I guess, like, like a kind of like a Mac reunion would be, you know, kind of kind of cool, honestly. Uh, that might be something that they look at because um, Marshall left the conference before the, the conference title game moved to Detroit. So ironically would be their first appearance. I guess like, yeah, first appearance in Detroit since like the 90s. So, or no, not sorry, since the Little Caesars Bowl. But first, it'll be their first appearance against the Mac school. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> so no, I like that stat. Um I'm looking at the list of uh, teams, uh, the the tiers of teams in the MAC right now, and um, Toledo is guaranteed to be in the conference championship for the MAC, uh, but it has four losses just like Marshall does. So um, that could be that would be a solid matchup on paper. Looking at a Marshall versus Toledo in Detroit, of course Toledo's got a little bit of a home field advantage, but again Marshall doesn't have too far of a trek up there, so. I, you know, the more you talk, the more I look at it, the more I, I the more I, I'm kind of impressed with that one. That's a good, that's a good pick. I like that. I, um, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, here, uh, I have Marshall going to the Lending Tree Bowl. I think I just talked about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want to go back over uh, anything I've already said, but um, uh, I think what I have do have is uh, instead of uh going to splitting up the Myrtle Beach New Orleans Bowl, which are two, I, I would say two of the top tier um bowl games for the Sun Belt. Um I have a feeling sending Coastal Carolina to the the um the Boca Raton Bowl would be a good one because we could see another again another one of those American conference games, uh American conference teams up against Coastal in that way. Um whichever one of the three that doesn't go to the Cure Bowl and whichever one loses the conference championship. Because right now we're looking at uh, if Coastal's not going to the Cotton Bowl, if Coastal has not went out and go to the Cotton Bowl, it's it's going to be the American Conference champion. Um, and so that third team, whether it be Cincinnati or Central Florida, um, 
or Tulane, because I, I mean, it could be them as well. Um, they could end up in the Boca Raton Bowl against Coastal as well. And I think uh, I think a Coastal Carolina UCF matchup in a bowl game is going to be must watch television. So I personally have uh, Coastal in the Boca Raton Bowl against UCF, but um, I, it all depends that co- that Cotton Bowl and how the rankings play out the next two weeks. That's going to be such a big factor in it too. So um, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, sorry. No, 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 you're good. Um, the other thing to talk about is that we've got two other teams on this list, Louisiana and Southern Miss, that pending complete disaster, which I don't know if it would be complete disaster because Texas State and Louisiana Monroe have shown a tendency to beat teams of a higher caliber. Um, if Louisiana and Southern Miss take care of business, they're also going to be uh, eligible for bowl games too. Um I had Louisiana going to the Myrtle Beach Bowl um, just because of the way that other things played out. But then it could also be a situation where um, we look at an outside bowl game getting a Sun Belt, maybe like the Frisco Bowl or the First Responder Bowl, as opposed to one of those Myrtle Beach tie-ins, like getting one of the uh, – maybe they aim for a better team because they are a destination as opposed to Frisco. <laughs> or Dallas. Hey, wow. Um, geez, I, I did not know you were going to come after the, the good people of Frisco, Texas like that. <laughs> I mean, I would rather spend Christmas in Myrtle Beach than Frisco, and that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, I, I do agree with you. I do agree with you on that. Um, so yeah, I, I can't blame you on that. So, so I did before, before, um, I guess Michigan's law or yeah, Michigan state's loss yesterday. I did have Marshall in the Frisco bowl against kind of like San Jose state, you know, having a strong year while they were having a strong year. They, they do look to be, I think a six and five team or just depends who they play next week, actually. But yeah, they look to be a six and five team out uh, of the mountain West now, but I guess like I'll, you know, playing against the mountain West, a strong conference would be a reward for them. So that was my original thought. Instead, I have um I have either Louisiana or Southern Miss. I, I have like Louisiana or Southern Miss going to, to the Lending Tree Bowl with um the Lending Tree Bowl kind of going with uh I think like a old conference USA matchup, I guess going not actually not even old. Something we saw last year with UAB versus Southern Miss. I mean a lot of regional appeal in that bowl game. That's what I had in the in the Lending Tree Bowl if UAB takes care of business against Louisiana Tech. And then um I guess this is a good time to address like the Independence Bowl, you know, I guess uh, backup time because yeah. I don't think that Army will – I think Army will go 6-6, six and six, but from the looks of it, from like the NCAA Bowl Eligibility Manual, it doesn't look like that they'll kind of like be first in line if there aren't enough bowl eligible teams. Um, so I had Louisiana going to that one. I thought the, the Independence Bowl would want a Louisiana team to play in it against um, – you know, and I had them going against SMU actually, like having a very like while 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 it is best matchup, um, I do think that I mean, you know, having SMU in, in the Independence Bowl is great TV considering the amount of points that they put on a regular basis. So I just kind of want all your thoughts on I guess the lending my lending tree and uh, Independence Bowl projections. Um, I like I said I had Marshall in the lending tree bowl. Um, but uh, the more I look at it, the more I I um. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm I'm I should, I'm thinking while I talk, and that's a terrible thing for a podcast. Um, I I that's a great point about the Independence Bowl. Um, wanting an in-state team potentially to come play for them. Um, I think in some of my like, you know, just spitballing ideas, uh, I thought maybe at some point because it was uh the American and the Sun Belt 
that might be the place for a Coastal Carolina Central Florida matchup. Uh, UCF, sorry. Um, but that you uh, Louisiana and SMU are in similar tiers, especially if the Cajuns went out um, on the board with their records. So I, I think that being, I think you're right. That's a solid matchup. Uh, per, that is a solid matchup. Um, and I like that pick. I think I had Southern Miss in the Independence Bowl, though, um, because I had Louisiana in the Myrtle Beach Bowl, just to kind of swap things up. Southern Miss isn't a Louisiana team, but they're right down the road from Shreveport, too. Um, in Again, in some of my other spitballings, because I've <laughs> I've kind of tried to look at the picture um, several different ways, and, several, and each time my picks come out different. But um, having Southern Miss play a, fall, a former uh, Conference USA opponent basically comes up every single time. Um, with Western Kentucky, North Texas, and Middle Tennessee State, being kind of uh, the four, lo- the five loss, six loss category, along with Southern Miss, uh, puts them at a similar, uh, puts them together, you know, in the same grouping of quality as far as teams go. But to see Southern Miss uh, play so close to South Alabama and play so close to uh, other teams in the conference, and basically they were competing at one point for the conference championship in their first season. Uh, and then to put them up against one of their old rivals, that's a great story. That's a great matchup. Um, and I think I have that happening in the Independence Bowl, which would negate the American uh, tie-in, I guess. So I need to. I would probably need to rethink that. But um, I, I like the the Louisiana um, the Louisiana SMU pick for sure. That's that's good. Yeah, I think it's interesting too because as look at the payouts too. So just a couple points with like uh with the American. I know you mentioned um sort of like ESPN setting up that matchup between like whoever squeezed out of the American title game, like the loser of the American title game. And for me, I always feel like that the American sends their best teams to play against the Power Five. Like looking back at like the uh the 2019-2020 seasons uh Birmingham Bowl, the 2020 Birmingham Bowl basically, where like you had uh, I think it was either. 10 and yeah, 10 and 3 Cincinnati. Their reward was playing six and six Boston College in in Legion Field. So that's kind of like the tendency they have. So I had the loser, whether it be I had I had Cincinnati, whether I guess not if they didn't win the conference, I had them going to the Fenway Bowl playing against Pitt. So that, that, that was my projection for that. And then whether it be Tulane that didn't go to the New Year's Six, I had them going to the Birmingham Bowl playing against, you know, um an SEC school or I guess um I guess, uh, I guess a Big Twelve score, like whoever could they, whatever Power Five team. So I, I kind of see, I kind of see like the American kind of like, I guess not really snubbing the Sun Belt, but instead like trying to, because it's the whole Power Six narrative with Mike Oresco, like that, that kind of right. that's that's gone into bowls too. Like that's like their uh, their philosophy. It's like we want to play the Power Five to say to like show that we belong. And I get that too because we were just talking about how maybe down the road, uh, maybe the Sun Belt gets one, and how that would elevate the conference. Uh, the Americans kind of already there. Um, I think in the next few years when they are realign themselves and we all start looking at new TV deals for these conferences, it'll be a different uh, co- uh, question. It'll be different uh, conversation, especially also if the conference play, the CFP expands and you have six conferences sending their champions to the playoff, that would be another boom for the group of five and the Sun Belt and the American we can have a different conversation at that point in time, but you're right. Right now, the Americans not looking at the Sun Belt. They're thinking the Sun Belt's an also ran. When, depending on who you ask, that's not the case. Um, when most people would say it's not the case, 
but uh, you're right. I think I did. I'm coming from a Sunbelt perspective. So having this conversation definitely tells me that I kind of looked a little highly on the Sunbelt as uh, a foe for that. But I think it's also worth mentioning that, um, I, well, number one, I didn't look at the American, I didn't project the American teams. Um, I just focused solely on the Sunbelt. So I didn't consider them wanting to put their best teams against power five opponents, which I mean, that's fine. You want to put them against mediocre uh, SEC teams or uh, mediocre other power five teams. That's fine. You go ahead and do that. But the quality football and the best matchup that I saw, I feel like ESPN is going to put group of five teams against each other because it's something that's happened in the past with the BCS. And it's something that's happened with the con- uh, the, the college football playoff. Uh, we talk about 2017, UCF missing out on the the playoff altogether and going to play Auburn uh, and then beating Auburn. Um, didn't they? Yeah. Cause they were undefeated. Yeah. So uh, it, I didn't look at it from that perspective, but yes, I think uh, I keep feeling like the quality matchup uh, would be the Sun Belt against the American, but you're right. The Americans definitely, uh, the, the Americans, the American conference definitely has higher aspirations. Yeah. And like, that's a good point. You mentioned it's like, Hey, if you want to play like a mediocre, um, power five team like be my guest like because i remember watching that uh because i try to watch every bowl game and like i remember like dreading watching the uh cincinnati boston college game because I, I just remember thinking like this game's such a gargantuan waste of time like like this boston college team's like they're playing their backup quarterback they went six and six they like barely got into a bowl game i'm like what is like what does this prove to anyone so <laughs> right exactly like I, I think about it all the time like uh the the, the lower tier and this i'm gonna go off on a little rant here i'm not gonna go too far but the the lower tier sec teams like your Vanderbilts and well, not necessarily after last night, but your Wake Forests, uh, not necessarily after last season, but the the lower tier, the Nebraskas, the Rutgers, the the teams that you constantly and consistently see uh, at the lower end of the spectrum, the lower end of the standings, uh, they're not good, and they're not good by Group of Five standards either. You can't tell me that a Nebraska would run the Sun Belt right now they would not they've lost to sunbelt teams each time they've played them the last few times so to me that still scales up your mediocre six win power five teams are still bad because they didn't necessarily like doesn't matter if they played close to another power five team they lost to that that power five team um it's it's about scale and uh i think that this the the way that ESPN is doing bowls is going to put that more into scale. Um, and, and I think, like I said, down the road, we'll have different conversations about this because I, th- I think when the American loses its uh, top tier teams to the big 12, it's going to take a massive hit um, and it's going to have ripple effects, but that might help the Sunbelt. So again, we'll get to that one later down the road. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And like for me, like um, like you mentioned that, like for me, like Conference USA is just be- or sorry, the Americans just become Conference USA like 2.0, uh, where like the only former member, the only members of the American that haven't been former Conference USA members are Navy and Temple, um, which I mean, I, I kind of wrote about some time ago where like Navy and Temple is like literally the only link to the uh, the Big East or sorry, the Americans Big East roots. Uh, so yeah, like I mean, that's that's just a great point too. And like for me, like the thought the thought about uh, the Amer- the American like taking a drop off has been like more with me in terms of basketball because I look at the one like I I look at the uh, the American. I tell my friend like my friend that's a college basketball friend. I tell him like, hey, like I think the American's gonna be a one bid conference like for for years to come. Like it just does not look good. And like in football as well, like 
I, I'm not going to say that the Sun Belt's going to overtake the American, but it's going to be like the New Year's Six race is going to be a lot more interesting in the coming years. So um, that's something like I'm definitely looking forward to. It's a lot more interesting this year um, it, with you've got two, excuse me, three, two loss American conference teams. And then you've got one, uh, one loss Sun Belt team. That's the conversation is those four teams. Uh, Troy and South don't have a thought right now. Um, if somehow, I don't even see chaos happening enough so that a two, two, either of the two loss uh, Sun Belt teams making it in because that's just how people view the Sun Belt right now. But Coastal, if it wins out, should be in that New Year's Six game. That's that's exactly where we need to be. Um, as a Troy alum, I'm not willing to take that sacrifice, but uh, it it shows that this chaos is good for the Sun Belt. And the more that the Sun Belt succeeds, the better overall the conference perspective gets to be. Um, UTSA is also two loss. Their conference, uh, they're they're guaranteed a spot in the conference championship. Um, I think they're the fifth team in that discussion of the of the New Year's Six bowl game. But uh, again, it's hard for me to look at a twelve and one Coastal Carolina team and not say mm, that's the best power. That's the best group of five team out there especially if they beat Troy. Yeah, I mean, well, 11 and 1, you know, granted given the unfortunate right. circumstance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, so no, yeah, I no, it's natural that. the 13. Yeah, the 13 yeah. game. Like, it's natural just like the default to 13 games, but yeah, that is right. something I wanted to ask. Like would it take would it take I guess over the next couple of weeks the American kind of cannibalizing itself like, you know, where uh, where you have a three-loss American champion for Coastal Carolina even though they did lose badly to a three a three win old dominion team do you think that's what it would take for them to to reach the cotton bowl listen uh tulane lost to southern miss uh and and lost to another team in conference um i want to say ucf so i think ucf uh being the team that beat both cincinnati and tulane gives it an advantage as being a two loss team um in the conference but it also gives it that uh, advantage on the national scale because you can literally hold up these three teams and say these two teams are on top right now but they play each other and whichever one loses is going to be replaced by this team so I, I think chaos does have to happen um, but it doesn't I don't feel like it has to be too much chaos I think we'll find out Tuesday night when the play when the rankings come out um, Coastal Carolina was 23 right in the football playoff rankings or were, or am I completely off base with that? They were 23 in the AP. That's my bad. But if we come out Tuesday and we see a ranked Cincinnati above any of the American conference teams, then that is a key and a v- big sign that Coastal is still in this and should deserve to still be in this battle. If we yeah. don't see a ranked Coastal on Tuesday, which would be a complete... Uh, a complete miss by the playoff committee because they only have one loss, then um, I don't think the Sunbelt has an option this year, but uh, we'll find out Tuesday, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm rooting. So, I mean, my rooting interests are, would be Tulane and, uh, and coastal because I mean, I have nothing against UCF, but I just want, I just love, I want parody in the group of five when it comes to the New Year's six. Like I, I just, I just want new blood, like no, no offense to central Florida and like, heck, like be with them being a big 12 team, like, They'll probably go to the Cotton Bowl like a couple times, like while they're in, you know, the Big Twelve. But it's just like, just want that new blood, you know. And uh, it's it's just crazy. It's just crazy. I feel like who 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 would have known that uh, a, 
you know, Coastal Carolina versus uh, Old Dominion would be like kind of the, uh, you know, you know, the huge, the bi- kind of the biggest discussion point in the New Year's Six. Like, who, who would have thought? Right, and and uh, that it, it, all the people who talk about oh, expanding the playoffs means the regular season doesn't matter. It means it matters more. I'm taking that SEC line. It just means more. Like when uh, you have to win all of your games to get a shot at the the New Year's Six, you have to win all your games. Uh, in the future to get a shot at the college uh, at the playoff but um early season games still matter because at the end of the day you're going to be looking back at that and saying that's that's a weird loss but you know they're a different team now uh florida state beat lsu at the beginning of the season and now florida state is uh not they're not as great but lsu is the team that is on the door knocking on the play in the playoff committee um Troy lost to App State on a miracle play, and uh, the fans rushed the field. Well, they probably should have because Troy is now looking at a conference championship bid, and App State is the one on the outside fighting for a bowl game. So um, the way things play out over the season, it means the regular season games matter so much more, and uh, all the Sunbelt games that matter so much and all the chaos that happens when Sunbelt uh, Sun teams upset Power 5 teams, they matter so much more. And... We talk about elevating the conference. Those that perception of being an upset league helps the conference in the long run. Yeah, I completely agree. And I mean, like, it's becoming more commonplace. For, like, I remember as a kid watching like Troy Oklahoma State on on a Friday night. You know, watching yeah. that game, like, wow, like this is like this is you know really surprising. Where it's like now, it's like you know what. Any 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 weekend, like it can happen, you know. Uh, where it's it's it goes to the point where, like, you know, Old Dominion earlier this year when they when they beat Virginia Tech and lost to Virginia, I'm like, wow, like they they didn't beat UVA, like right. And and we were, I remember at one point we were looking at Old Dominion as being the potential leaders of the pack. We were like, where did Old Dominion come from? We didn't expect them to be that good, and then now they've kind of dribbled off down the road. But everything has shook has shaken out. At one point, it looked like Marshall wasn't going to be great, but now they're going to be uh, the number four best team in the conference if they win this weekend. Um, they might be the number four best team in the conference, period, uh, just based on record alone. Uh, they beat Notre Dame early in the season. We thought they were going to be world beaters, um, but then they kind of dropped off a little bit with a couple of losses, uh, and they thought we thought, oh, they just fell back to earth. But now it's looking like, if they get to eight wins, that's a solid season for any team. So, exactly, yeah, and I mean, yeah, I I agree with you hundred percent. Like, I, I really don't have anything else to add. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, this is this has been great, Thomas. I mean, this I think you know, you know, this will probably become like a yearly thing, like the yearly like Sunbelt, you know, bowl review, and you know, I, I I always look, I'm looking forward to it. Honest, already next year, um, absolutely. But yeah, like before, uh, before we head off, Thomas, do you have anything final to add? Uh, anything like you want to promote or anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, no. Over at the wall, we're um, we're still kicking it, and like I said, the Sunbelt Pages podcast is still rolling. Um, so if you like more Sunbelt discussion like that, uh, Andrew Zimmel, Scott, and I do that on a weekly basis. So look out for that. But uh, no, I appreciate you having me today, and I appreciate the discussion. I love, um, I love full season and, and, yep. and picking out teams like this. So yeah, I'm looking forward to next year too. I think I'll be a little bit, I think once the the shock of how this works out settles in more, I think I'll do a little bit better with it, but um, not having a formula threw me off so much. So 
Yeah, same here. And like, like just doing like my whole bowl projections, like it got to the point where like not only did I have to like write down every conference and like their slot that I projected, but I had to like go down the bowl like schedule and like this, like this is what this bowl game is gonna be, and just like go down like like you know, right. it's, it's crazy, right? And so like I, the more I did this, the more I was like, I hope that the the people, the big people that do that, the Action Networks and the Mark Schleybach and the other people who put out these uh, projections. I hope they're doing that too. I hope that they're putting that much effort into it because this is a lot. And I only did the Sun Belt. I took a look at all the other teams, but I only did the Sun Belt. And I was like, this is so much, man. So, like, you have to, like, for me, I, I thought, like, if I'm going to do these ball projections, I have to do every single bowl game if it's just one conference because of the way that things are right now. Like, I, yeah. I just have to do that. So, yeah, you have to take in geography. You have to take in last year's results because I think at one point, I had uh, App State in the Myrtle Beach Bowl, and I was like, wait a minute, weren't they there last year? No, that was two years ago. They were at Boca Raton last year. And I was like, okay, well, didn't they play Western Kentucky last year? Yes, they did. So that's probably not going to be a matchup this year. Um, didn't they play North Texas previously? Yes, they they did two years ago. So that might be a matchup. That might not be a matchup. You don't know. Um, yeah, exactly. But, like, it's just, uh, well. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> but it's a labor of love. It's a labor of love for sure. It is. It is. I, I love this game so much and I love this conference so much. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I become, I'm definitely becoming a fan. Um, but yeah, until, <laughs> until next time, Thomas, you know, uh, hopefully, hopefully I'll see you between now and next poll season, which, you know, pro- probably will, you know, something will probably come up and we'll probably discuss it. Um, but yeah, like until next time, everyone, uh, peace, love and soul.